and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast. This is Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot. I am on the Red Pill mic and on the Red Pill cam. And in today's episode, we're going to be going over finishing the uh, the videos that I did not get to in the uh, 224th episode of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Biden investigations in the House and 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 the Democrats' evil control of the Democratic Party. So now we're on the red pill cam. So welcome to the Rumble videos and uh, for the videos. And we are going to be going over, like I said, the Biden videos. But first I want to go over something that happened on Maria Bartolomeu's Sunday Futures show. And that is an exciting thing. The um, My life, for those of you that don't know, the, this is what happens with me every day, even on weekends. Um, I wake up around 4.35 in the morning. I have I wait for the coffee to brew. And as I'm drinking my coffee, um, Maxwell House, good to the last drop, um, a non-paid advertisement, um, <laughs> I, I watch um, biz, business news on Fox Business. And on the weekends, I watch um, uh, Fox and Friends weekends. And then um, after that, I watch... Um, on Sunday, I watch um, Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartolomo. And then while this is happening, I'm recording Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream. Okay, so that's my Sunday morning routine. And then, um, then after that, I go about my day and do the other things that I do um, for that. So, um, but today, um, it is the... 21st of November in the year of our Lord 2022 and what we're going to be doing here is is I'm going to be covering a video from uh, the on on Maria Bartolomo's Maria Bartolomo's Sunday morning futures um, I highly recommend this show um, it covers not only does it cover in detail all aspects of the economy in detail all aspects of the markets, futures, the causes of changes within those prices on the markets, um, inflation, the causes of inflation, um, the, the, the changes in the, um, in the interest rates that w are used for the Fed, the Federal Reserve, um, chairman and, and the board member and the directors when they are analyzing what what action they will be taking to control the money supply okay to to um, on interest rate adjustments to try to rein in this inflation um, so what they're so that's what they're doing and the interest rates how they determine how we determine their what is a telltale sign a red flag, so to speak, on the economy on recession is when the interest rate for the two-year Treasury note is higher than the 10-year Treasury note. Okay, so uh, for example, if you have the 10-year Treasury note at 3.75%, okay, and the two-year Treasury note at 4.2%, that's not good, okay? 
That is not good at all. Okay, another telltale red flag sign is when the um, inflation rate is above the 10-year treasury note interest rate. That is significant. Okay, um, what, so that, that's, that's another thing. So we're at an 8.2% inflation rate right now. Um, or eight point, it's an eight point percentage rate. Let me correct. So we're at an eight point zero inflation rate, and the ten year Treasury. The last time I looked was yesterday, or or, or um, on the markets uh, close. I didn't I didn't check it this morning because um, I left the house early. It was at um, three point nine, and it was up seventy five basis points. Okay, so that's. That's 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 the issue here. Okay, so we have a lot. Of, there's a lot of way to go to get that uh, inflation rate down. And on today's tea part, before I get going into the video, I want to, uh, as a tea party policy chat, as I'm doing this tea party policy chat, I'm I'm enjoying the wild grown Royal Phoenix Oolong tea from the Tao of Tea. This is a pure leaf, loose leaf tea. Um, it is very good. Um, I drink a lot of oolong tea, and this is, I, it's empty now. I, I'm drinking the last cup, um, or the last brewing, I should say, of this tea. I have an, um, I can brew three cups out of the tea leaves I have. So this is my, the first of my last three cups of my oolong. So, I'm going to enjoy that. Why do I talk about the Tea Party policy politics? Now, here we're going to go, and we're going to get started. Okay. Okay. So here we have Sunday morning futures with Maria Bartolomo. Okay, so let's get started with that. And we begin this Sunday morning with the balance of power in Washington for the new 118th Congress to convene in January. Republicans officially taking control of the House more than a week after voters went to the polls for the midterm elections. The GOP has secured the majority. Okay, when I saw this first number, when I saw this on TV, and I saw that we have, the, uh, under Republicans, or the, for those of you watching, uh, for those of you listening and not watching on the um, red pill cam, it is it's it has a picture of the house, red and blue. There are five white squares, which means there are five seats left to be called. But it says Republicans 218. That is the magic number. That is the number that removes Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House. That is the number where we as the Democrats can stop the bleeding. We can stop the torture that is, in, in, that is being executed upon the patriots and the people of this country in a, in a first step to restore the liberties of the freedoms of the Constitution. But what I want you to realize is I'm pulling out my Constitution here, and there's two amendments of, of the Bill of Rights that are key players that Democrats seem to f keep forgetting. The Ninth Amendment. 
the enumerations in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage other re others retained by the people. Wow. That is a massively powerful statement. What that statement says, the meaning of those words is that if it is not, it, the rights you have in the Constitution are not the only rights that you have as a citizen of this country, a, a citizen of the planet Earth, a, a, um, a person created by God. Okay? You have other rights that are not listed here. Okay? That are not enumerated within the Constitution. Okay? Now, that goes hand in hand, or hand in glove, with the Tenth Amendment. Now, the Tenth Amendment is a massively important amendment. It says, The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Now, that sentence structure can cause some confusion because you have to realize this was written in the 1700s. Okay, so so let's 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 break this down, um, and and break this down. So what this means, what this amendment means, the gist, the juice, the core values of this amendment, is that the powers not delegated to the United States, they are reserved by the states or and or the people, respectively. So first, here's, here's what it means. If the power is not delegated to the federal government, if there is a power that exists, a topic, a power area, a, a policy area, a policy agenda that is not delegated to the federal government, that policy, that power of that policy is reserved to the states. And if the states in their constitutions don't address that issue, then that issue is reserved to the people of the, the individual to make that decision for themselves. That's what that means. What that means is that the federal government, there are areas of this country, policy positions such as education, policy positions such as, such as um, when you will go to church, policy positions on, on how you will, the type of job you will hold, the policy positions on how you will run your business. These types of issues are reserved to the individual and not the federal government. Okay, that's what that means. Now let's, let's go on and let's continue to break this up. You need to know this. You need to know this information before we can get into 
the nuts and bolts of these videos, okay? So then it goes into, okay, um, nor prohibited by it to the states. So here's the thing. If you have a power that is not, the government is not, it's not permit, pro, uh, is not prohibited to do this, okay? So if there is a power policy position that is not enumerated and delegated to the, to the federal government, right? It is, but there is nothing in there to prohibit that. The states themselves make that decision. That's what that means. The enumerated powers are all that is. If it's not enumerated, it goes directly to the states. Any power, any decision, any policy position that is not that is not dealt with in the enumerated powers goes directly to the states. It is the state level government's responsibility to make that decision. Okay, and if no decision at the state level is made, then it goes to the individual. That's what the Tenth Amendment means. Okay. That's what it means, and you put you you take that in place with the the Ninth Amendment. See, the Ninth Amendment says, well, if it's not enumerated, basically it's the people to make the decision. Okay, government does not have the power to basically take all your money. The government doesn't the ethical power. Now they're passing these laws. Saying, oh, we're going to take your money. We're going to do a penalty tax. We're going to... They don't have the legal constitutional authority to do that, but they do it anyway under a, under a ill, and an basically an ill, proper interpretation of the necessary and proper clause. See, this is where, this is where the philosophical understanding of your political party affects people in such tremendous ways. Right? You have a let's have a let's have a wealth tax. Okay, well, a wealth tax is such an unconstitutional thing in so many ways, such as equal protection clause of the Constitution. All laws and policies are supposed to apply to everyone equally. Are supposed to apply to everyone equally. Let's 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 have let's have a policy to where if you were a certain race, if you have certain color pigmentation to your skin, you don't have to pay your federal loan back, which is occurring now in agricultural loans. African Americans have a oh African American skin a skin color bypass to where they can. Oh, I'm an African American. Click it off. Don't have to pay my ag loan back. That is actually happening right now within the federal government. 100% unconstitutional. 100% unconstitutional. And for the third times, for the dumbasses in California, 100% unconstitutional. Okay, so an understanding of the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. Have that information present in your mind as you are listening to the news. Okay? That is very important. Okay? So that is the aspects what we're dealing with now. Okay? So take that as we move forward by, with this um, 
information from Maria Bartolomo, Sunday Morning Future Show. Thank you. Party with at least 218 seats, with five House races yet to be called. The Republican victory ends Nancy Pelosi's run as Speaker of the House. Pelosi has signaled she Praise be to Jesus. God bless America. Will step down as leader of the House Democrats, finishing a two-decade run that began in 2003. Joining me right now is House GOP leader, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who is seeking to hold that gavel when the 118th Congress opens for session in January. So Nancy Pelosi has been speaker since 2003. The damage, the damage that has been done to this country by the Democratic um, House of Representatives is beyond the pale. It is beyond understanding how people could keep electing these fools, these ignorant um, people that are their primary objective is the total 100% destruction of our country, our culture, and our economy. That is the results. That is the proven economic results of their policies. Moving on. Congressman, it's good to see you. Congratulations on the win. Thank you, Maria, and it's an honor to be on your show today. Well, it's great to see you, and we want to get into the road ahead. You have been winning, even if it was slimmer than a lot of people expected, but you have been winning in the last two cycles. Uh, you talked so much about the diversity of candidates that you had put together. Uh See, this is key. This, this right here coming up is a massively important uh, uh, thing to understand, right? I would, I would, when I was in college, this would happen all the time. I would get in debates with this and arguments with this with, all the time with, with um, African-American professors at both Fresno City College and even at Fresno State, okay? The, they have no understanding of the facts, of the proven government statistics that are available from the government on the Bureau of Economic Statistics. Just not understanding these aspects. And, and they base everything on race. Here is the economic facts that I have, I have spoken of so many times, but it must be present in your mind as you're listening to this, right? During every single Democrat administration, um, the society is broken up into what is referred to as cohorts. Each cohort is based on, the, on, a, on um, a grouping of mean incomes, Okay, your, your, your income level puts you within a certain cohort, okay? And there are several of them who are based on, on your income, going from lowest income to highest income. And they are grouped into different cohorts or different groupings, okay? The bottom two cohorts are the poorest, those people that are right at the poverty line, barely just above the poverty line, and far below the poverty line. Those are the lowest two cohorts. Okay, Now, if you want to judge a policy and how it is either a positive or a negative effect to the, to those, to the poorest of the poor, and sadly, 
and sadly, that includes a a a higher than than average percentage of minorities are in those two cohorts, mostly African American and Hispanic. Okay, now in those two lowest cohorts, during every single Democratic presidential administration, okay, the income levels, the mean income level, that's the middle income level of that group, of each one of those two groups, goes down. Meaning there is, there is a economic harm being, being enforced on the two poorest groups of this country during every single Democratic administration. Now, during every single Republican administration, that mean income level goes up. And during the Trump administration, that mean income level has gone up more than any other president in the history of the country. Those are economic facts that can be verified through the Bureau of Economic Statistics. Okay? So that can be fact-checked that, okay? Because it's been fact-checked so many times. It's an economic fact. And I would get into debates when I was in college about this all the time. And as soon as I would bring that up, they would call me a racist. How is it saying racist that I am in favor of the minorities of this country making more money? That's why I'm a Republican. How is that being racist? I'm in favor of you being able to have a higher income level than you did before. I'm in favor of that. And I endorse the policies that make that happen. How is that being racist? Right? But see, here's the thing. The Democratic Party does not want those policies that make those groups have more money. Because what would happen is if they did, if they were making enough income, if they were, if they were seeing their standard of living increase, if they were seeing their, their uh, freedoms that they would have, the school choices, the educational opportunities that are now available to them, such as private school for their children, that they, was not available to them before, they would no longer vote Democrat. Okay? That is the aspect of it that you must understand. That's the issue here. Okay? Now, what has been happening is they're talking about the diversity. Is, is that as it happened massively through what Trump did was great. He and the Republican Party, what we did as Republicans is we went to the African American community and says, give us a shot. Give us a try. Let, it, let us prove to you that we care about you, your people. Let us prove to you we, we care about your community. Let us prove through our policy results. Give us a shot. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? That's actually what Trump said to many people in the African-American community and the Hispanic community and the Asian-American communities. What do you have to lose if, by giving me a shot? And what, and what happened was is massive higher percentage of votes from minority groups 
to Trump than any other Republican president. And he actually increased those percentages in 2020. Now, I'm not going to get into 2024. It's way too soon to get into that, okay? But I'm just talking about the economic results, okay, of America First policies. That's what I'm talking about here, okay? So the, the people have seen, through the massively improved economic condition during the Trump administration, they say, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And many more, a higher level percentage of that population switched parties and said, yeah, I am better off under the Republican policies than under the Democrat policies. Now, a, the, there are people that are far better at this, explaining this, than I, such as the beautiful, gracious, brilliant Candace Owens, and congratulations on your new baby. God bless you and your family. She is an expert on this. She, she is, this is what she does for a living, full time. She would travel around and do this, okay? She has testified before Congress on these issues. Okay, so that's, that's what we're getting into. So under, I wanted to point this out so you have these economic facts in your mind as you're listening to what he has to say moving forward. Uh, for the House, and now you've got, what, the most black Republicans since uh, Reconstruction in the House. You've got uh, the most Jewish Republicans in the House in over 20 years, the most Hispanic Republicans in the House in history. You're winning, and yet you're still getting attacked. Will you be able to get that gavel? <laughs> okay, before he goes on, when I want to talk about the Jewish, um, the Jewish vote, um, okay, the, the, is the Israelis, Israel, in Israel, the Jewish people love the Republicans. The Jewish people love Donald Trump. I mean, there were parades. There were rallies in Israel in 2020 for basically encouraging Americans to vote for Trump. In Israel. There were pro-Trump rallies in Israel, in Jerusalem. Okay, and this and this drives the left in America crazy. They are completely, you know, they 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 call him a not. How is he? He's done more. He has been no other president in the history of the country has been more pro-Israel than Donald Trump. No president in the history of the country has been more pro-Jew than Donald Trump. Okay? I mean, his daughter and his grandchildren are Jewish. This, and so what angers me is when you have people on the left calling him a Nazi, when you have people on the left calling him a fascist, when you have people on the left calling him anti-Semitic, that is number one and always 100% insulting and it is insulting to all of our all of the people who value and respect and love the Jewish people and the country of Israel. I have a t-shirt that says I defend Israel. I have a t-shirt that says I stand with Israel with a star of David on it. 
I love Israel as the Bible tells me to. Okay? Well, I was honored to be nominated by the conference and win that vote inside the conference. Now we have to go to the floor. Uh, you're right, Maria. When you look at the last four years since I've been leader, when we first came in, we had less than 200 members. And in the last two cycles, the House Republicans have overperformed the rest of the ticket. We have won in both cycles. And the unique thing is we set a goal out, and I've said it many times on your show, to stop the Biden agenda, to win the majority, and to fire Nancy Pelosi. We have just achieved all three of those. Now, our majority, we would like to have been higher, but they lost in the Senate, they lost the governors, they lost the State House, but in the House of Republicans, we actually won the majority. It's not the size of the gavel, it's the power of the gavel of... <laughs> okay, um, that's, that's the key issue here. But I'm going to move on because, because I have a lot I want to get to, but I want to point out here is that one of the key factors here the key aspects to remember of the House Republicans is party discipline. Okay, she was asking, are you going to get the gavel? Are you going to get the gavel? He got through conference, but now he goes to the floor. It's basically if, if one, one House member votes against him, guess what? The Democrats are still speakership. It's party discipline now. You might not. You might want somebody else in leadership. Too bad. Right, right now is what's needed. What the Democ One thing I can say about the Democrats is they have massive, massive ability to to um, to uh, control the. Um, the, the party loyalty and the vote. They don't play games. They vote as a block. There might be, you know, there's, oh, there's these, I'm a moderate Democrat. Well, no, you're not. This is, this is where, this is where this moderate Democrat conceptual framework falls apart because they don't vote against the party. And the party is right now controlled by the left. The party policy positions, the party, the, the increasing socialism control, the big government, the big spending, that aspect of the Democratic Party and government control over absolutely everything, government control over education, government control over your life, government control over not allowing your children to basically um, go to school without, you know, um, and to use the bathroom without some some um, other person coming in there and harassing them. These types of issues, they want to control every aspect of your life. And that is the block that they're voting with. And within party discipline, they, these mod I'm a moderate Democrat. Well, then why do you keep voting with this far leftist crap? Why don't you vote present, not voting? Present, not voting. Vote that way, right? It's like, but they don't, because what happens is if they refuse, if they start speaking out where they're against it, they get primary challenged by the far left. Okay, this is what happened to the Democrat majority. They had a much higher majority than they did in this last election, and the reason that the majority fell 
was falling, each one, is because these in these relatively center center right country uh, counties where you had a large independent voter that would vote the person, would vote for the moderate Democrat. Okay, but then guess what? They stayed home when it was a far leftist. And that seat was then lost to a Republican. Okay, but they didn't, the left didn't care because what they care about is being true and loyal to their God, the communist ideology. That is the aspect that we're dealing with here. So it's like, I'm a moderate Democrat. Until you are standing up to your party, and not just in speeches, not just on TV interviews, but actually in votes, then shut the hell up. Time to put the your wallet where, put your wallet where you speak, man. Put, uh, let the rubber meet the road, right? Prove, prove you are a moderate by voting against this crap. But you don't. Because if you don't vote with it, you don't get the money for your reelection. That's the issue. All right, coming up. The White House is now accusing Republicans of launching investigations into what they call long debunked Hunter Biden conspiracy. House Republicans, they are gearing up and ready to hit hit the ground running and subpoena Hunter Biden when they take control of the House in January. They vowed yesterday to dig deep into the Biden family's business dealings. And the White House is denouncing the claim in a statement that reads in part, Congressional Republicans' top priority is to go after President Biden with politically motivated attacks chock full of long-debunked conspiracy theories. President Biden is not going to let these political attacks distract him from focusing on Americans' priorities. And we hope Congressional Republicans will join us in tackling them instead of wasting time and resources on political revenge. But incoming House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer He's not buying that. Okay, now pay attention to that. They're, the House Republicans are going to do oversight on investigations, which they call debunked conspiracy theories, but when has been proven by many, many news articles and actual evidence that it's not. <laughs> okay, um, from the Hunter Biden laptop. Um, they, this is political revenge. Want to know real political revenge? It is um, the political the political revenge that is um, occurring um, by the um, federal government. Not your wallabot. The federal government. Okay, that political revenge this is what they're doing here by this man, the Attorney General Garland, where he is announcing illegal investigations into the president. The appointment of a special counsel in connection with two ongoing criminal investigations that have received significant public attention. The first... The, 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 these investigations, which have been proven false, okay, been proven false. Let's get that going here. Um, they have no cause to do this. None whatsoever. This is a political attack because this man, this Attorney General Garland, is going to be impeached <laughs> if articles of impeachment will be filed against him in the House. He has lied before Congress several times. He will be censured by the House. 
okay, um, his budget will be slashed because he is the most corrupt law enforcement person in the planet. As described in court filings in the District of Columbia, is the investigation into, into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification that's already been ruled fake that is there has already been evidence that the FBI um, uh, knew about this that it was it was parts it was groups that were not that were not part of the Trump organization that were not part of this that that Donald Trump himself have offered to activate the National Guard that the Democrat um, speaker refused to accept. Okay, so this is a total 100% lie, and it has been proven a lie. But they're doing this, launching a special investigation, because they know that if it... if if it comes up Biden, if it comes up against Biden, Trump wins. That's what they're doing. They want to stop this from happening. But what what this is insanity. This is insanity. Of the electoral college vote held on or about January 6, 2021. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents. This is um, okay. This is basically he's announcing these this, these investigations by the special counsel, but this is this. There has already been proven that there were no classified documents. That has already been proven, right? You had somebody come in and remove documents before the raid. They was working with the. They had somebody come in and going through from from the archives from the national archives. They would they, they made several trips to Marliago um, to go through the files and they and each time they would come they would go through the files and they would take some and leave others okay that's the people that were doing this there was no need for this because they had full access to the files they had full access there was no reason to send a SWAT team in the middle of the night okay and they waited for him to be where he was being you know, attacked in New York where he had to be in New York. This was a planned event, staged event. That's been proven, Democrats, oh, dumbass Democrats. So that's the issue here that this is about, that this other story is, you know, they're, oh, we're, they're the ones attacking conservatives. They're the ones that are using the power of government agencies to target conservatives. They've been doing it numerous times. The IRS did it to target Tea Party groups back during the Obama, um, prior to the Obama era. This is a fact that happened. Okay? I was a victim of a UNAX violation as an employee at the IRS. My personal information was turned over to a George Soros organization by a member, by an employee of the IRS. That's a fact that has been that was testified to before Congress. Okay, is the information from three different Tea Party organizations, which I was a member of all three, that their membership information, names, address, emails, and phone numbers were turned over 
to a George Soros organization in violation of federal law, in violation of regulations of the IRS. It is referred to as a UNAX violation, and the person that did it got a promotion and a $2 million retirement package. That's, that is ir- illegal. Okay, but the IRS was a government agency targeting conservatives and conservative groups. The same thing is happening here. Right? Totally insane. Congressional Republicans will join us in tackling them instead of wasting time and resources on political revenge. But incoming House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, he's not buying that. There's no plans to subpoena Joe Biden. There are plans to subpoena Hunter Biden. And what does that timeline look like? Well, I I think there should be plans to subpoena Joe Biden. I think there should be plans to get Joe Biden under oath to answer these these and many questions that he has not answered under oath, under the penalty of perjury, under oath and under the penalty of perjury, under oath and under the penalty of perjury. Joe Biden should be called should be called and put under oath to answer these questions and many more questions oh that you know one thing that i love about about the the uk parliament in england and the house of commons is questions to the prime minister i wish we had that here oh that would be so great joe biden being forced on a on a weekly basis to to ask questions from the Republican from the Republican congressman. Oh, wow, that would be so fantastic. Oh man, not just by the media, but by oh, J- Jim Jordan questioning Biden in the House in the House of Representatives. That would be so great. <laughs> oh, just imagine that. Oh, and if it was a joint house. Oh. Marsha Blackburn going after him. Oh, that would be so great. Oh, wow. That would be, oh, that would be, I would love, or, 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 um, 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 the, the, the questions, so many that could go after him on so many different issues. That would be so fantastic. Oh, oh, that would be a dream come true. Moving on. I mean, you know, if I were Hunter Biden, Pam, I would want to come before my committee and prove my innocence, you know, because I said some things today that uh, should be very concerning to Hunter Biden. Why then would you not subpoena? He, he doesn't want to go there because he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be put under oath. He doesn't want to do this because there's evidence. There's evidence. There's emails. There's whistleblowers. There's 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 records. There's there's 150 suspicious bank bank transfers that have been reported by the by the banking industry these types of things that he doesn't want to put in words under oath right cuz he would he would have to be every every answer would he, he would have to plead i i have to plead the fifth amendment for to not incriminate myself on every single question he, he or lie and then he lies he'd get caught right can you? That's what's going to happen on this. They're going to subpoena him. He's going to. I. I, I refuse to answer. He's going to plead the fifth on every single question. He's going to plead the fifth on every single question. 
right? And then when the republic and then when the Democrats are questioning him, they'll ask him like some softball question that that basically is is meaningless and and claim it that the Republicans are attacking him. All we want is answers and truth and facts. All we want are answers, truth and facts. Answers, truth, and facts. Joe Biden, if this is all about Joe Biden. Well, it's complicated to subpoena a president of the United States. But it has so. been done with It has been presidents. done, and, and the Democrats sent out subpoenas like junk mail, and that's why it's hard to get I'm people to come that. in. You know, Emily, addressing the White House statement, um, James Comer and, um, you know, Jim have both come out and said that they want this to be focused on the policy nexus to how this ties into policy decisions. And I do want to play another soundbite from James Comer here. Um, and it's about China and liquefied nat natural gas and how he says that there could be. A See, this right here is a key thing. OK, the liquefied natural gas. We have more natural gas available for us than we do, than, than anywhere else in the world. And our processing our processing of both oil and natural gas is the cleanest, most environmentally friendly processing on the planet. Okay, but they want to shut down our operations and you go to dirtier, more environmental, harmful ways. Okay, to save So, dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. The policy link between some of the business dealings, let's see what he has to say. At a time when Americans are suffering from high energy prices because of this administration's terrible energy policy, we find evidence that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in a scheme to try to get China to buy liquefied natural gas and from a whistleblower to try to get their foot in the door with, start, with China starting to purchase an interest in natural gas drillers. The people are, are in outrage over China buying farmland in the Dakotas. What about China starting to buy into our American energy industry at a time when we have an energy crisis because of the bad policies of the Biden administration? See, the thing is, if they buy, if they start taking over our oil and our oil companies, they'll shut them down and will may put us in an even dangerous, harmful area. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next video here. Now, this is Jim Joy. Um, this is Jim Jordan. Voices overarching concerns of the Hunter Biden probe. So this is another look at this from another perspective. Moving on. Joe Biden, at the very least, has been dishonest with the American people, and we need to realize whether or not this administration's. Holy cow! That. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing about these videos is that there's commercials. So hold on. And so we have to go through this. So so the um, one of the things is that, and here we go. Because of Hunter's shady business dealing. So the purpose of our investigation moving forward in January when we become the majority and I have subpoena power is to determine whether or not Joe Biden is in fact compromised because of his family's shady business dealings. So that, that See, this right here is, is there is evidence, there is massive evidence that the Biden family has taken tens of millions tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. Tens of millions of dollars 
from the Chinese Communist Party. And there is massive evidence that Joe Biden personally gained economic advantage from that money. Okay, that is a fact. That is a fact. Now, what has he done? He 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 to to pay to pay back China from this. He stopped the um, the the governmental um, the the FBI the Justice Department investigation into into Chinese trade practices. He cut the investigation from the State Department into their into their crimes against humanities. He stopped that. When he met with his boss, Xi Jinping, he didn't even bring up COVID, the origins of COVID. He didn't even bring up the, the crimes against humanity, their concentration camps, their organ harvesting, or any of those other slave labor camps. He didn't even bring that up. He basically... Um, uh, capitulated on the defense of Taiwan. He capitulate. He didn't even bring up fentanyl um, of their illegal uh, murder and 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 uh, and attack against our population by poisoning us by poisoning our people with fentanyl poisoning. None of these things were even brought up. Okay, that's how he. And then if you watch the video of him. Basically, uh, he had to walk across the stage as basically being received by his boss. They were not his equals in that meeting. The, the, visual, the visual evidence of that dis, uh, diplomatic action shows that he was as, as, if, as if he was receiving him in, his, in the capital, Beijing. See, when, you, when a foreign leader comes... To, to a capital. Like if a foreign leader comes to the United States, the president stays, stays still at one end and they walk across the stage to them and they're greeted. And he is receiving that leader. That leader is in, as, as submissive, like he is a guest of the, pre, of the president or the leader's country. That's what that symbolizes. That's what that symbolizes. Now, what has should have done is they were both on one stage and they walk together and meet in the middle. Then they then what that shows is that they are there in a third party location meeting as equals. Okay, that's the different significance of how those two different um, staging situations occurred. It was set up to make. Biden submissive to Xi Jinping from every aspect of it. That's what occurred in that meeting. That is James Comer, Republican out of Kentucky. He's going to run the House Oversight Committee, pledging to make the investigation into President Biden and his son uh, a top priority in the new Congress. Headline of today's New York Post, House Hunters. GOP vows to expose the Biden cash scheme. Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan, he was there yesterday, currently ranking member of House Judiciary Committee. How you doing, sir? Good morning to you, and thank you uh, for your time. I'm trying to find Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to you. game this out. Um, he, mm -hmm. Here's what I've come up with. Fill in the blanks and tell me where we're headed here. Uh, you will not subpoena a sitting president. That means I I disagree with that. Subpoena the sitting president because he he needs to answer these questions. Is Joe Biden? Uh, while he's in office, uh, DOJ's not going to give you what you want. Uh, you could subpoena Hunter or Jim Biden 
And they, they could either refuse that subpoena or they could take the fifth. How do you get at this story come January 3rd? Well, I think... Yeah, I think uh, Congressman Comer has been been clear. You, you look at the suspicious activity reports, and what's interesting, Bill, is for the first time, uh, the Biden administration changed the process and the protocols uh, around getting access to these suspicious activity reports. And understand, this is a report filed by a bank, a financial institution, to the Treasury Department. In previous administrations, in the Trump administration, Obama administration, Bush administration, Congress, congressional committees could have access to those who could see those. This administration said, no, 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 we're changing the policy. So there's 150 out there. It's been in the press, 150 out there on Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and the Biden business family, you know, family business operation. But the committee has only been able to see two. So uh, Congressman Comer, who will be Chairman Comer of the Oversight Committee, said, I want to see the other 148. So I don't know if he'll, if he'll go through the banks, the financial institutions to get access to that or what he'll do. But I think that's probably where this thing starts. My overarching concern is the politics at the Justice Department. You cannot have a, a Justice Department that's... See, this right here is the key aspect. The politics at the Justice Department. The Justice Department is the most corrupt thing we have in this country. They are... They, not, nobody within the just in Maine Justice, nobody within the FBI can be trusted. I trust none of them. Okay? It's like, well, what, it's the rank and file... Then give me whistleblowers. Then give, give. Then have the rank and file sign affidavits saying that that we. I am an FBI agent and I disapprove of this. I am an FBI agent and this is wrong. Send that letter around. Do something to show that you are not part of this. Because in my viewpoint, the FBI has no no repeat no legitimate authority at all in any way, shape, or form at all. They are a non-legitimate government agency. They are basically the basically the jackboot of a totalitarian political party. That's what they are. Right? They are no different than the SS. Except for they, they're anti-Semitic too. The Democrats are anti there is no different. They are they are pure and total authoritarian thugs. I apologize. I should not have said that they were the same as the SS. That was an inappropriate statement. I do apologize for that. Okay? But the reality is they are nothing more than authoritarian thugs. That's the realities of the situation. Political, Because if you do, you no longer have what, what makes America the greatest country in the world. One of the things that makes us the greatest country ever is this idea that it's equal treatment under law. And we don't have that. So that's my... Whenever we have Democrats in administration, we do not have equal treatment of law. We didn't have it under Bill Clinton. Hillary Clinton should be in jail. She destroyed evidence. She admits destroying evidence. She took... She had um, a... Do, a do not destroy order, and she's clean. She wiped. She she deleted emails. She took hammers and destroyed phones with a hammer. That any if any other person did that, they would be in jail. Any other person did that, they would be in jail. Okay, so don't tell me there's equal protection under the law that the Justice Department is non-political when you have this crap going on. Right? Total bullshit.
overarching concern, and we know that the FBI, Mr. Tebold at the FBI, according to a whistleblower who went to Mr. Grassley, was suppressing information about the Hunter Biden story just days and weeks before the presidential election in 2020. And we know the FBI also went and talked to Facebook and said, be on the lookout for Russian disinformation. And that happened to be just timely, uh, timed at the same same time you had 51 former intel. See this right here. These, these people that did that, they should be prosecuted for interfering in a presidential election. This is, this, this is ridiculous. Totally insane. Officials write the now famous letter yeah, I, I that grant you, this has yeah. all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. I, I grant you there are a ton of questions out there. You got two years to do this. And they can run the clock on you. That must be a concern when you're trying to find an answer. Well, it's always a concern, particularly when they haven't been, they haven't complied with any of the requests from Mr. Comer that he's already sent. They've changed the process on access to suspicious activity reports and denied us a chance to do that when it was always been able to do that before. And now we learned yesterday that they set up some special office the Democrats have to come after Mr. Comer, Mr. McCarthy, myself, and to attack the, the people doing the investigation. So, uh, you know, this is, yeah. The Democrats, Democrats, the, 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 the FBI, totally, oh, we're going to set up a civil office. You go after, you, you say bad things about Democrats, okay, we're going to come after you. Hmm, that sounds like the KGB, to my, in my viewpoint. That sounds like the Chinese Communist Party, in my viewpoint. What difference, to, so basically, um, we're dealing with Soviet era, Mao era, Communist, Chinese Communist and Soviet Socialistic Republic, the USSR levels of police going after individuals who speak out against the Democrat Party, right? <laughs> well, you know, my, 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 my attitude towards the FBI is pound sand. You have no legitimacy. None whatsoever. And I would love to see the House representatives cut all spending to the Fed, to the Department of Justice. Fine, we're going to shut down your spending. You have zero budget. Zero budget. And take that money in block grants to the states. To the states um, police. <laughs> right? And, 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 and part of that is all federal authority of the FBI is hereby transferred to the state legislatures and to the state, to the state law enforcement agencies and with a block grant. Cut, cut, cut it off, except for the federal penitentiaries, right? Right, and turn over all federal prisons to the authority of the governors of those states to the governors of those states. See what happens. See what see what happens on that. <laughs> oh, that, that would I I would write that law just to get in, in, and have a vote on it just to get a debate going about it. Yeah, let's 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 look at this. Let's look at the corruption of the FBI. Let's look at the corruption of the Department of Justice and have hearings on the budget of that.
and have it where no but and have it separate from have the Department of Justice budget separate. Don't do an omnibus on an all one bill budget. Have it where each department each each cabinet level department has a separate budget and has to be passed separately. And do committee hearings on that where they have to justify the cost of this and don't fund these illegal activities of the De Je Department of Justice. And then, yeah, do it. Impeach these people. Yeah, censure them. Yeah, have them, have them charged with uh, vile, um, um, imp uh, you know, perjury against Congress. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, what we're going to do is everything we can within the Constitution, uh -huh. do our duty to get the facts and the truth to the American people because you don't change the politics at the DOJ if you first don't expose just how bad it's gotten and what, what really has been going on there. So that's part of our duty as members of Congress when we take the oath of office. on. Yes, do, do all the powers of the Congress. Do all the powers that you have within the Constitution to strip the power away to strip the power away from these corrupt, um, it basically, and I would what I would do is I would have, I would f pass a law that all law enforcement personnel of this country must have the same um, aspect to where obeying an illegal order is a crime, as in the as in the. Um, as in the co in the uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice. In the Uniform Code of Military Justice, if you were given an order and you know that that order is an illegal order and you do it anyway, you were guilty of a crime. If they had that for federal law enforcement and federal bureaucrats, right, and they're doing these illegal things like doxing documents, turning those over, all they just go to Congress. This is, did you turn these documents over? These this person said you did. You are guilty of this and have, and have the committee being able to basically refer them to punishment directly you are, and, have the, and have them as a federal employee sent to the Senate for a hearing. Wow. Wow. And have them censured referred for prosecution by the U.S. Congress, right, for violation of law. Because that's what they're doing. They need to do something. Some kind of, some kind of, of oversight needs to, and has the power to remove these people for their illegal activities against the American people. Some of these bureaucrats, something has to happen. Something has to change to where the, the bureaucracy itself can remove these people who are targeting Americans based on their political viewpoint. They need to be removed from office. They need to be fired. Something has to happen. Something has to happen. And that's where I'm going to end it today. Thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. God bless America and God bless the Republican GOP uh, majority in the House of Representatives. God bless you all and goodbye.